0: Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Today's episode features my conversation with Lainey Schwartz, the author of the popular cooking blog, Life is But a Dish. Lainey is passionate to help moms overcome their fear of the kitchen to gain confidence in their skills. Cooking can be fun and enjoyable, and Laney helps women feel assured in the kitchen so that they can entertain their families and friends stress-free. But before we get into the conversation, as always, if you haven't left a rating and review on iTunes, please do so. It's a great way to help others find the Minimalist Moms podcast and to add simplicity to their lives. So that's the whole reason I do this, guys. So your feedback and positive reviews just mean so much to me. As for my minimalist moment this week, I actually wanted to share something that Maggie on Instagram had shared with me. So she said, neat thing I saw on Facebook this week. She said a friend of hers sold her daughter's clothes without using Marketplace. She posted a status saying she would be selling the clothes. And in the comments, she posted pictures of what she was selling and the prices. Then people who were on her friends list commented sold on what they wanted and they paid her via Venmo. I'd actually seen this before on my own feed, but for those of you who have never seen this before, it's just a great way to avoid having to pay Facebook and or if you're taking something to a secondhand shop, keeping them from keeping a cut of your money. Also, I will say, I don't know about you, but I've noticed somewhat of a decline in Facebook marketplace. I don't know if it's just with inflated prices right now and people are just saving a little bit more money or trying to save where they can but I'm not selling nearly as much on Facebook as I was probably at a a year ago today so it's something to keep in mind and again I always suggest that you set a date of when you're going to remove the things and donate them because you don't want items just taking up space in your home when you're trying to gain momentum in your decluttering process so thank you Maggie for reminding me of that tip and I hope that that is helpful to someone this week. Lastly, I wanted to share the statistic that I came across. So according to a recent report on the life expectancy of household appliances, most mid-range small kitchen appliances will last four to five years. This means that over the course of their adult life, people in the Western world can expect to go through about 12 to 15 toasters or 12 to 15 kettles, etc. then multiply that by millions, if not billions of people who buy the appliances. So when you think of it that way, it's incredibly mind boggling. I share this with you as to just draw attention to quality over quantity or to just be a lot more intentional about what you're bringing into your kitchen. Do you really need a tea kettle if you can use a pot to boil water? If you're not someone that's regularly needing a tea kettle, why have the tea kettle in the first place? So it's just a good way to start thinking about the things that we're bringing in and needing to replace over short periods of time. And if you do love your tea and you do really want to buy a tea kettle, invest in one. And there's no shame in owning something that you regularly use and enjoy. I've just found that a lot of people own these products that they don't use regularly, end up taking up space and the mental inventory of just keeping that item in their home. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Lainey Schwartz. Okay. So Lainey, I have you here today. You're going to be talking about how to take stress out of the kitchen. I know the kitchen provides me with a lot of stress. And so I typically just end up cooking the same things over and over, which I actually, I don't mind. I am a creature of habit and I look forward to the things that I know I'm going to have. But before we get into that conversation, why don't you introduce who you are? And then we'll go ahead and get started.
1: Yes. So my name is Lainey, and I have a food blog called Life is But a Dish, um, LifeIsBetterDish.com, And I've been doing this for about, oh gosh, seven and a half, almost eight years coming up. Prior to this, I was an elementary school teacher. So I taught first grade for many years, and teaching is really my first passion. And since I kind of got into the food blogging space, I've really been able to kind of blend my teaching passion and my passion for food and kind of bring them together and teach people like you who feel overwhelmed or stressed out in the kitchen and to kind of help alleviate that for you. So it's kind of the best of both worlds and I love what I do and I love helping people. Do you consider
0: yourself to be a minimalist? Do you feel like you try to practice simplicity when you're cooking?
1: So in general, I don't consider myself a minimalist, but in the kitchen and probably not even, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a minimalist in the kitchen to your standards or to someone who truly is a minimalist, but I would say that in the kitchen, yes, I, as much as possible, try to keep things minimal and keep it very basic. Um, I'm like you, I'm a creature of habit. I like, I like what I like. Um, I do a lot of the same things over and over with maybe some tweaks here and there, but I do, I try to keep things really simple because otherwise it's too overwhelming, it's too much, or I find that I have stuff in the kitchen that, you know, an ingredient here or there that I might buy for one recipe and then never use again. That's not how I like to do it in the kitchen. Um, I like to have, you know, you just need one or two knives, a couple of good pots and pans. You don't need a lot to make really good food. So in the kitchen, I would say yes. And it's really the one area that um, I would consider myself that way.
0: Okay. Okay. It actually leads me into one of my first questions I wanted to ask you, and it's how can simplicity help us take that stress out of the kitchen? How can we simplify this area?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, how, how old are your kids?
0: My kids are, I'll round up. So three (laughs) just turned five about to be eight.
1: So I would also just say that you're in, you're in a tough season. So in terms of like what you were saying for feeling like you got to get in and out and you just want to be quick and not spend so much time, you have young kids and that's sometimes hard you don't have hours to spend in the kitchen, even if you wanted to. So it's also about the season of life that you're in. Um, Okay, but you your question was about about
0: simplicity, <clears throat> and I think in regards to the season and the ages, I will say even going to the grocery store, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. going to the grocery store when I had one kid. When I had mm-hmm. my daughter, I was like, oh, this is a fun thing that we can do together. We did it every Monday morning, but now I outsource that to and uh, not outsource. I don't pay anyone to do it, but I hope to get back to it at some point. And so I hope that you can both speak to women like myself that kind of want to get in and out, but also women that enjoy cooking. And it is their self-care in a way that the women that want to unwind after maybe a day of work that don't mind spending that time, maybe dad's taking the kids and they can actually spend the time. So maybe speak to both types of moms, but yeah, Mm -hmm. just, I want to know about simplicity. What does that look like in the kitchen?
1: So in terms of keeping it simple, um, I actually, I created for my audience, but also I kind of just use it for myself. I have like a basic pantry list. So I would say if you know, first of all, cleaning out your pantry, your freezer, starting fresh, even if that means taking everything out and then putting things back simply and easily. So really only having things in your pantry that you know that you use, having only spices that you know that you use. You don't need to have 50 different spices. Like for me, I would say 99% of the time I'm using maybe five spices, salt, pepper, garlic powder, maybe some oregano, and maybe one kind of like fun Trader Joe's spice. That's like a mix. So really just having a handful of the things that you like. Um, I have a basic pantry list. Um, I also have a a link that I'll send you that's specific for your audience that has all my resources, top recipes, and and basic pantry lists and things like that in there, but this list just has things that I know that I'm going to use. So, you know, white rice, brown rice, pastas, canned beans, again, things that you're going to use in your everyday cooking and really kind of just sticking to that so that you know that when you go, you're not really sure what you want to make for dinner, you have options. You can make quinoa, you can, you know, use rice or pasta and kind of base your, your meals around, around that. Similar thing in the freezer, for example. My freezer is always fully stocked. If you are a meat-eating family, I always have frozen chicken, ground turkey, ground beef, some steak, whatever it is that you guys like, always having that in the freezer. So again, if you don't want to center your meal around opening your pantry, you can open your freezer, pull a few things out for the week. And even if you pull out ground beef and ground turkey, okay, I could do a meatloaf, I could do meatballs, I can do a meat sauce, I could do burgers. So you can kind of Create your meals around those sorts of ideas. But again, just keeping the things that you know that you like on hand and not, not overcomplicating it, not overcrowding it. Because when it's too crowded and there's too much going on, that's when the overwhelm starts. And that's when you walk into your kitchen and you're just like, Ugh, this feels chaotic, as opposed to simple and knowing that everything that is there, you and your family already love.
0: I was going through your website and your Instagram account to look at what kind of foods you're cooking. And I would say that my kids would eat half of these things. So what does that look like for you? Because I think that's a big hang up for me too. I'm like, my kids don't eat anything. I don't know why they're yeah. so big. Actually, the two-year-old, he is very adventurous. He's almost uh-huh. but he'll eat sushi, he'll eat wasabi with the yeah. sushi. So oh god, pretty crazy. But yeah, I think that's another hang up that I have because I guess you have to keep trying and to feed them these things. And I also realized that I probably have cultivated that in them that I've allowed them to become so picky. So I don't know,
1: what are your tips there? So for me, you have to decide what's the most important thing. For me, the most important thing is that we're actually sitting down together as a family, having a meal, Mm -hmm. whether we're all eating exactly the same thing, or we're all eating a version of the same thing. Again, for me, we sit together most nights, probably four to five times a week. We're all sitting down together if our schedules work out. So if I'm making something that I know my kids won't eat, well, first of all, like you, like I, I know what my, what my kids like, and I know how to kind of adjust recipes um, just as, as an example, like a pasta dish that has a bunch of, you know, sauce or whatever it is in it. Well, I know that my kids will eat pasta and they might eat some of the veggies that are in there. So what I might do is kind of deconstruct a meal. Um, so I deconstruct meals as much as I can for them that have similar ingredients or the same ingredients to what I'm cooking. Um, so if, For example, I have one daughter who doesn't eat any cooked vegetables, but she'll eat raw vegetables. So I'll pull some of the veggies out and put that on the side and give her some plain pasta. So again, they're getting a version of what we're having. And if I need to add one or two things to the table, you know, like a piece of bread or some fruit or whatever it is, just to amp up their meal a little bit, I'll do that. I, I try, I would say nine times out of 10 I'm not making two separate meals. Um, so I really don't like to, unless I'm trying something, you know, for the blog or something specific that I, that I really want, or me and my husband really want, you know, then maybe I'll just like melt some, melt some cheese on a piece of bread for them, put some fruit out and call it a day. But for the most part, I really tried to deconstruct meals and just give them versions of what we're already eating. And yeah, it is just about constant exposure. And I, I do believe that if you can eat together, even if it's once a week, showing them, you know, what, just, just being a model and modeling for them what you want them to eat. Um, they do eventually come around. Sometimes it takes years. My eight-year-old just the other night for the has always hated potatoes. They both hate potatoes, which I don't understand, but I put roast potatoes on the, on the table. And she was like, those look really good. And she tried one and she liked it. And it was, she's eight. And I was like, I've literally been making these for eight years and today you loved it. So it's a win.
0: That is interesting though. Cause I look back to my own, what I used to eat as a kid, as a teenager. And it's honestly the teenage years are kind of appalling to what I would put in my body, but yeah. <laughs> I, it wasn't until I met my friend Rachel that she turned me on to sushi and I was like, okay, I can have just a regular California roll with just basic. I, I can do it with some soy sauce. And then it was from there. end of my adulthood I grew and now I'll pretty much eat anything. There's nothing that is really off limits except for olives. I don't like olives. Um, Me either. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's something about olives that I'm not a fan of. But... I don't want to be too hard on them because sometimes it really frustrates me. And I know it really frustrates my husband, but I'm like, well, I really was that way as well. And your taste buds grow and change as you become an adult. So it's not that I don't want to expose them to it, but I think that I have to be realistic with my expectations, especially looking back to my own past.
1: Yeah. And I think it's super important to always have like, again, always exposing, never forcing. So the forcing is where the stress comes in for you and for your kids. And if you're you know really forcing them because of course you can encourage and offer but never make them take you know two bites of this or three bites of that or at least try it sometimes i'll ask them to try things if i really think they'll like it and if they say no i leave it alone but i always have something on the table that's a safe a safe item so even if it's literally just bread and butter and fruit mm-hmm. that's there amongst the rest of the things that i would like to offer them and if they choose not to have it they don't have it and they just eat bread and butter and fruit and
0: That's it. I'm thinking of other stressors for moms listening, and I would say that probably... I've had episodes on meal planning. I know that that's really helpful. I'm not quite there, but I kind of have the idea of Monday's spaghetti Monday, Tuesday's taco Tuesday. So what does that look like for you? Do you meal plan or because you're in this business, I'm sure you're constantly trying new recipes too. And that's something that you probably need to grow, but what recommendations do you have there?
1: Yeah. So personally, I'm not a meal planner. um, But I I have a a large part of my audience that is so I have several meal plans that are available. um, And I understand why they why people love them and why they work. It's just not for me, because I'm the type of person who I don't know what I want for dinner on Friday when it's Tuesday, because food is such a passion of mine. And it is my job. I I just, I need to be really inspired. And so I might have an idea again of of what I might wanna make this week. So again, if I'm pulling frozen meat from the freezer, I have different options. So if I'm pulling chicken and it's defrosting for a couple of days in the fridge, I know that I can throw it on the grill and marinate it. I know that I could, you know, shred it up and cook, throw it in in the slow cooker, the Instant Pot and do shredded chicken tacos or whatever it is. I like to just, I don't like to be so tied in. Um, i like to have different options. So those two different versions, one might work for you and one might not. Some people need to have a meal plan that, that that's what works for them, makes it less stressful. And I totally get it. For me, a meal plan, a strict meal plan is more stressful because what if I get to that day and something comes up or I don't feel like cooking? So I like that flexibility. And if you really become confident in opening up your fridge and being able to pull things together and you really understand kind of basic cooking techniques, you don't need to have a meal plan. You can just open up your your fridge or your pantry and whip something up quickly. And that's really, that's really my mission is to teach people basic foundational cooking skills so that they have the confidence to be able to do that because otherwise you're either stuck to a recipe, which can be delicious and great, but oftentimes can be stressful because you're, you're so tied to that recipe and you know, you have kids coming at you and you're trying to measure and If you can't just throw things together again, that causes more stress. So I do a lot of that type of teaching and I do have a program called cook with confidence that really walks people through all of the basics from A A to Z. And again, that's, that's kind of my mission here.
0: So I'm the same way. I've always been a little bit apprehensive to be like, this is what I'm having because I've been so led by my emotions of what I want. I think I'm trying to cut down on food waste, but if I was a better cook, I could get to things before they go bad.
1: Mm-hmm. So or yeah, or, you know, it's going bad and it's like, what can I do with these things to, cl- to finish cleaning out the fridge or to use it up properly and have it still taste good?
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. That's mm-hmm. very helpful. But I also do, I do like room for flexibility. Uh, it's just It's it's, food can be a weird thing, especially when you have all these factors in. That's why, again, it it has been so stressful adding three kids and a husband. And again, I am so down to just have a salad every single night for my dinner. And then I have a cookie before I go to bed. (laughs) It's my little, but obviously like I'm nourishing a family and they don't want to do that. So that's where I have to think a little bit harder about those times of day.
1: Yeah. And it is stressful. And I think people think that because this is my job that I don't feel those stressors as a, you know, I'm also a mom of two young kids. So I feel all the things that you're feeling, even though this is my job and sometimes more because it is my job, because sometimes I'm cooking all day. I'm constantly coming up with recipes. Like it's a lot. And there are times, and I would say again, seasons where I'm really excited about cooking and wanting to do it all the time. And there's times where I'm just in a rut and I really don't want to at all. And it's totally normal. I would say that, you know, if you're a mom listening to this and you don't feel like cooking or you hate it, like it's okay. And it's a normal thing to feel. So if you're a mom and you're feeling like you hate this and you don't want to do it, and you feel like you are supposed to be nourishing your family seven days a week, and it's a lot, it's a lot of pressure. Try to take some of the pressure off yourself. And even if you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to cook two times this week, two times, that's it. And the rest of the time, we're going to either do takeout or whatever it is. But if two times feels more exciting than five times then start with two times, Mm -hmm. start with one time, like really, because this is something that's in our lives every single day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It's, it's a lot. So cut yourself some slack and make smaller goals and try to stick to that and see if that excites you a little bit more. And so that you can actually look forward to those two days rather than knowing that you have to do it for seven.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, is there anything else that you can think of that people have experienced in their own lives or do we hit, do we hit it all? We
1: hit most of it. I would just say that, you know, for those people who feel embarrassed about certain questions in the kitchen um, for people who are like,, uh, I really feel like I should know the answer to this, but I don't and are often afraid to ask, ask me. Like I love those quote stupid questions. People will often say like I'm so embarrassed, I really I feel like I should know the answer to this and I just don't. But whatever the question is, don't be afraid to reach out for help because sometimes those simple answers can make such a big difference in your cooking experience and I want to be that safe place for people to come to ask those questions to learn skills and I do my best to get back to every dm every email and just help people again I just want people to feel confident because it's all about the confidence and if you do have that confidence in yourself it goes so far beyond you it it trickles out into your family into your children your spouse everybody feels it so if you're stressed everyone else is if you feel good everyone else will feel good
0: Absolutely. Definitely ask questions and not to minimize you, but also you could ask your mom. I have literally called my mom before and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. We've had to call my husband's parents when we were cooking Thanksgiving, uh, our Thanksgiving turkey, because they were the ones that always did that. So yeah, I think it's totally fine, especially with cooking. People want to share their love of it. And especially you as a teacher, my background is in teaching as well. And that's why we, I think have found these pursuits because we had to be teaching in some way. It's just instilled in us. You're doing it with food. I'm doing it with minimalism and simplicity. And so, people that are good at something, that's why we want to be helping people. Exactly. Cool. Well, okay. where can they find you if they want to reach out and hear
1: more from you? So my website is lifeisbutadish.com. That's where all my recipes live, and I'm on social media: Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. I'm at lifeisbutadish. So life is but a dish everywhere.
0: Great. Well, lastly, what has been a beneficial resource to you that you'd like to share with the listeners? I ask everyone
1: this question. Great question. For me, honestly, I know you were talking about, you know, not wanting to go into grocery stores with all of your kids. Mm-hmm. I I love grocery stores. And I also try to go without my kids whenever possible. Sure. Uh, it's a, it's a fun experience for me, but sometimes it's not possible. And sometimes I can't get everywhere that I want to go. I've been using thrive market. I don't know if you know
0: yes about
1: it, but it's really like a Costco meets, uh, like a whole foods. Yeah. So it has all the stuff that I can get at whole foods for a better price. And once I got comfortable with knowing the things again, this it's all like, they have some fresh stuff, but it's mostly pantry items. So being able to go in and kind of eliminate going to one of the stores and just have everything delivered to my front door, I can get all my favorite brands uh, that I would normally get at like a Whole Foods and it's just really easy and I love it. And I'm, I'm not an online grocery delivery person, but for some reason, this has been this has been a, an amazing resource for me.
0: I totally agree. I use it for applesauce pouches, nut Mm -hmm. butter, dates. I really like their Thrive Market brand, which you said Costco meets Whole Foods, the Costco Kirkland brand. I feel like it's really great. So I think it's to Thrive Market's brand. This is not, I I hate to say this, I am advertising for Thrive Market. I think this (sighs) month when this gets released, I would sing their praises regardless because i I've enjoyed them for several years
1: now. So yeah, they're, they're really awesome. And yeah, it's, they have everything that you need. And if you can kind of sift through the noise and find what you like, then it like saves all of your favorites and you can just like go back and reorder. It's so easy. All right. Well, lastly, before you go,
0: what is something that you can't stop talking about?
1: I I feel like a broken record because I can't (laughs) stop talking about it, but it's one of my recipes. It's my no fuss lasagna and it is so easy and so delicious we make it every single week hands down oh. um I would say that's that's the one because lasagna for me I love lasagna but it's so, it's so annoying and it's such a process to make with like boiling the noodles and then layering and it's like it's too much so it was never anything that I used to make and I have a version where you just throw everything literally just layer everything um yeah. uncooked uncooked noodles cover it bake it and it is it's heaven. So Manofa lasagna. Well, I will have to
0: check that out for my Monday night spaghetti yeah. night. That might have to be our next yes. on Monday. So uh, yes. I will look for that on your website or send me a link and I'll include that. In the yeah. show notes. Cool. Well, Laney, thank you so much for helping us out today with the stress that we might find in the kitchen. I think you were really helpful.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me. What
0: did you think of the episode? I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.